Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode discusses mental health, anxiety, and depression. If you're finding yourself struggling, please seek help from any of the services online. In Australia, I recommend calling Lifeline on 13 11 14. start a new job, we are often assigned to someone who will hopefully show us the ropes. They're the ones who introduce us to the systems, the processes and the ins and outs of the company we've just started with. In some industries, this has taken a step further and new employees are assigned official mentors to help guide and teach them. These mentors are the doorway through which new workers might access information, other employees and management. Without them, their access can be reduced to zero. So what happens when the person who controls every aspect of your work life and is meant to support and teach you becomes psychologically abusive, emotionally destructive and leaves you with trauma-induced anxiety? That was something Stacey had to discover, experience and work through when she was introduced to her new mentor, Linda, at her entry-level dream job. My name's Sam Blacker and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. got this job um, through a traineeship and I was super excited to go and start and um, this woman was introduced to me as my mentor and she was perfectly lovely and we got along great and I learned that I was going to be working very closely with her and for the first I suppose six months that we worked together everything was great. Stacy actually met Linda before officially starting her new job and everything seemed fine. I went for a walkthrough through the workplace. I hadn't started yet. It was the day before I started. Um, and I walked through and I walked into where she worked and our boss introduced me to her. And I remember her shaking my hand and asking me how I was and was I excited to work there. And I remember thinking how lovely she was. Even early on, though, Stacey had heard some whispers about Linda. Uh, I knew she had had problems with other staff. I knew that um, a few other people had had their issues with her. But I myself remember thinking that she was fine. I didn't understand why other people, you know, thought she was not very nice because she had always been so nice to me. But the things she'd heard didn't seem that bad. I had heard that she was quite quite abrupt and abrasive towards people and that she quite often, you know, started arguments and was one to go higher up to, I suppose, dob on people. These are the basic complaints you might hear about someone when you start a new job. But how do you even know who to trust? 
Stacy decided to go with the person she was working with closely and who was treating her nicely. I just remember thinking that I can't imagine her doing that because she's such a lovely old lady. It was especially hard to believe when Stacy stacked it up against her daily experience with Linda. We were always laughing and having jokes together and, um, you know, she would always get me a coffee if she was getting one. And I suppose just day to day, just general workmates, I got on with her like I got on with everybody else that we worked with. And so their working relationship continued, friendly and helpful for the first six months. It all changed in one day. It all changed within an hour. Stacey made a misstep, and she's the first to acknowledge this. I myself made a simple error that was just a lack in my memory. I just forgot something really simple that had no effect on anyone and that people had forgotten before. It was no drama, I didn't think, at the time. Now, I have chosen to omit the industry Stacey works in for her own security, and this particular mistake would reveal that industry, so I can't go any further in the details there. But... I can confirm that I've asked others in the industry and they have all confirmed the mistake is common and simple enough to make. So everything that followed was definitely unexpected to say the least. She came and she approached me and I remember that her face was so red and she started yelling at me and I just remember feeling like I couldn't believe that something so small had blown up into this massive, you know, issue. And I apologised. I said, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I forgot that. I will go and do it now. And walked away. And I never thought I would hear about it again. Stacey went home, forgot all about it, and went to work the following day completely unprepared for what she would walk into. I went into work the next day and she was not speaking to me. I said, good morning. She didn't reply. I thought it was really strange, but I just kept on going with my work and kind of subtly tried to ask a few questions just to see if it really was just me. And um, she flat out was not talking to me. So we did not speak that whole day, but I noticed she was completely fine with everybody else that we worked with. And then, uh, so we didn't speak that whole day. And then I was just about to go home for the day and I got called into the office for an official meeting because she had made an official complaint about me. This is someone in the position of mentor, giving their mentee the silent treatment, sulking and being petty and bringing in excessive measures by making an official complaint. Unfortunately for Stacey, the meeting did not clear things up. It was treated as an official complaint, even though I'm not really sure why, because what I did was just, you know, something really small, like really minor, just, you know, a lapse in memory, and I fixed it up straight away. And, um, but it was treated as an official complaint, and I had to answer all these ridiculous questions about why I wasn't doing my job properly, and... I remember just thinking how weird it was that 
you know, my boss hadn't put a stop to her, like told her that that wasn't an appropriate reason to complain. Stacey was left with a feeling of distrust. And let's be honest, if your manager is not making it clear that the meeting is unnecessary, you might be inclined to think they supported the mentor's choice to lodge a complaint. It certainly doesn't embolden the new staff member, but after receiving this treatment, Stacey hoped to clear the air with Linda. Instead, things escalated. I went to find her um, to talk about it, and um, she told me how disappointed she was in me and how she thought that I was better than that and that I'd let her down, and she was done with me. Here's the thing. Linda wasn't done with her. Linda was still her mentor, and she proceeded to use that position and her influence in the company to unleash an onslaught of emotional abuse upon Stacey. She would talk to me only if necessary, only about work-related issues. She... Um, had a habit of slamming doors just as I was about to walk through them. Just really horrible things. A door to the face is pretty aggressive and this happened repeatedly. Although obviously only when no one else was around. But Linda wasn't happy with just creating tension between Stacey and herself. She expanded her efforts. I would quite often walk into rooms and I could hear her talking to other staff about me. And because we work with, like, there's so many staff, um, obviously, you know, people talk and all of a sudden everybody knew about it and everybody was talking about me. So I would quite often walk into rooms and she would be whispering. As time passed, Linda became even more blatant than just whispering to others. She would get people to keep an eye on me just to make sure I was doing my job right and take it back to her and, I suppose, give her a little rundown of what I'd done that day. And it went on like that for another six months. She essentially had spies, leaving Stacey feeling watched and paranoid, building the anxiety and stress. And for those thinking Stacey could have imagined it, Linda wasn't being subtle. I walked in one day and her and, I suppose, one of her friends were talking and I did hear my name and they were both staring at me. Um, So I walked over and asked them, was everything okay? And they said, you know, yes, just, you know, talking about what happened and, you know, just making sure it doesn't happen again. She was still bringing up the one mistake and using it to beat down on Stacey's confidence in front of other staff members. For someone who claimed to be done with her, Linda was definitely making Stacey a focus of her efforts. I know that, you know, she told other staff members that she was done with me and, you know, I wasn't worth working there anymore and just really horrible things that were unnecessary, I think. And this was in front of other people. Behind closed doors, the abuse had escalated. She would only yell if we were alone together. Um, She was very harsh in front of others, but she would never yell. It was only if her and I were in the room together and alone. And it would be over 
me asking her a question. Often the catalyst for these explosions was quite small and inane, but Linda would take any opportunity she could get. One day, you know, I asked her a simple question. She's supposed to be my mentor. So, you know, like nothing serious, just a question just to try and see if we could, you know, get over this tension. It was very tense together and she turned around and yelled at me and said I didn't I should know what I was doing and why don't I know what I'm doing and why am I asking silly questions and like her nose was basically touching my nose that's how close she got to yelling in my face. This was relentless daily abuse in multiple forms and when you couple that with the watching eyes and whispered words you can understand why it started to take its toll on Stacy. I was so scared of her. I'm, I'm quite a passive person and I was so scared of her that I would drive to work every day, have a quick cry in my car and then I would have to, you know, centre myself before I could even walk in there. But no amount of centering could really help her. And Stacy found herself having to change how she lived her life in order to save face with Linda. If we ever had lunch together, I just remember in the lunchroom, I would never make a coffee because when I was around her, if I was holding my cup of coffee, um, my hands would shake so bad that um, my coffee would spill. In total, from the moment of the blow up, Stacy had six additional months of mentorship under Linda. My only two options were to stay and finish or to leave. And every day I just remember I just had to get up and I just had to go. Just day by day, it just got closer and closer to, you know, the end of us having to work directly together. And then, finally, after months of constant stress, abuse and paranoia, Stacy reached the end. Um, It got to the end of us working together and I, in my mind, assumed that that was was it. It was all going to be over and I wouldn't have to see her all the time anymore. But things didn't go quite as she had planned. I came back and I thought it would all be better, but I wasn't feeling better. Even though I didn't have to work directly with her anymore, um, I still got the shakes, I still had my cry and I still wasn't feeling okay. It was at this point she took a friend's suggestion. One of my work friends actually suggested that I do go and see a doctor, um, which I did. I went and saw a doctor and told him what had happened. And um, he said that I was suffering with quite debilitating anxiety that was um, a result of trauma in the workplace and workplace bullying that wasn't followed up and he actually put me on medication and got me into see a psychiatrist. As many of us can agree, having that first confirmation of the state of our mental health can be like a light has just been switched on. And for Stacy, the light revealed a lot to her. I didn't realise until I went to speak to someone all the damage that she had done. We went all the way back to the start and spoke about how she made me feel and basically she had gotten in my head and made me feel like I was nothing and 
I started to believe that. As she continued her treatment, Stacy realised just how much of an effect Linda had had on her. And it just caused so much anxiety that I just wasn't the person that I was when I started that job. I didn't believe in myself anymore. Like, it was... It was, it was quite traumatic to go through, but I didn't realise until after I'd already been through it. In fact, the damage was so deep that Stacey had to take quite drastic measures to help herself. So I am still on my medication. I'm still seeing someone. So for a time, I had to cut back my hours. Um, The doctor said it wasn't ideal for me to be there full time. Um, It took me a little while, but um, eventually I did go back full time. Although I'm not really sure if that's where I'm supposed to be or if it's a long-term plan for me to be there forever. Stacey is still going through the incredibly long process of building herself back up and she really doesn't know what the future will hold. Sadly, she also knows her story may not be the last. So she has been given two other new employees to mentor and she is treating them quite similarly to the way that she treated me. Linda's abuse of her position as mentor continues seemingly unhindered by any higher levels of management. Some mentees may handle things better just by their very nature, but others could very possibly handle things worse. And I genuinely hate to imagine what could happen in those situations. If you found yourself in a similar position to Stacey, I really recommend seeking help in whatever form possible. In Australia, while the system is not perfect, The first step to working out a mental health plan can be to consult your GP, but if that's too much too fast, contact services such as Lifeline on 13 11 14. No one deserves to feel the way Stacey did. If you appreciated this story, it'd be great if you could show support for the podcast by leaving a review, a rating, or a share of the podcast wherever you can. Even telling just one person you know about it could help the show spread, and the more people who know are the more people who'll be willing to contribute. In fact, if you've ever worked with a nightmare, I would love to share your story. I keep your name anonymous, change the pitch of your voice, and do so much more to ensure your safety. If you're interested, send me a message and we can chat, but without any obligation to contribute. Just contact me via my website, samblacker.com, or my socials, Sam Blacker on Facebook, or I work with a nightmare on Instagram. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode. Until then, have fun at work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.